Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 22nd. Today we're going to take a look at Doctrine and Covenants section 122. This is a continuation of this letter and this revelation that Joseph Smith is receiving in Liberty Jail. Starting in verse 1, it says, The ends of the earth shall inquire after thy name, and fools shall have thee in derision, and hell shall rage against thee. While the pure in heart, and the wise, and the noble, and the virtuous shall seek counsel and authority and blessings constantly from under thy hand. Now, I absolutely love this because it goes hand in hand with what Moroni said when he visited Joseph Smith when he was only 17 years old. Remember, he said that Joseph's name would be had for good and evil throughout the world. And that's exactly what this is saying here. It says, the ends of the earth shall inquire after thy name. Which, can you imagine that idea for Joseph? Here the saints are trying so hard just to stay afloat financially and to spread the gospel and to do everything they could. So all of a sudden, with the Lord saying, the ends of the earth will inquire after thee. All the world will hear thy name and will know thee and will want to know more of thee. But then the Lord hints at the same thing that Moroni told him. He said that fools shall have thee in derision and hell shall rage against thee. So there are going to be some people who are going to speak ill, some people who are going to tear down, some people who are going to try to destroy. But then he says the pure in heart, those who are wise, those who are noble, those who are virtuous, will seek counsel from him and authority under him and blessings constantly from the things that Joseph Smith has brought to our lives. My friends, which are we? Are we the type that constantly question that constantly doubt, that constantly are trying to find fault and wrongdoing, assuming the worst in Joseph? Or are we going to be those of faith, those who are pure in heart, those who are wise, those who are virtuous? And are we going to focus more on the counsel, the authority, and the blessings that come from everything that Joseph Smith did? I absolutely love those verses and the tie-in that it has with what Moroni taught Joseph. Truly, his name is had for good and evil throughout the world today. But what remains to be seen is what side are we on? And that's a choice that only we can make for ourselves. Now, this section goes on and it talks about all the different things that Joseph Smith would be called to go through or things that he might go through. It talks about tribulation, perils among false brethren, perils among robbers, falsely accused, torn from his children and his wife, being cast into a pit, into the hands of murderers, having a death sentence passed on him. So it's talking about all these different trials, all these difficult things, all these hardships that could possibly come to him. And then it says something so important and something that's so important for each of us to understand as well. It says, if all of these things should happen to you, know thou my son that all these things shall give thee experience, and shall be for thy good. The Son of Men hath descended below them all. Art thou greater than he? My friends, keep in mind, Joseph is in Liberty Jail at this time. He is in probably one of the darkest, most difficult times of his life. But each and every one of us, at some point in our lives, are going to be called upon to cross through our own Liberty Jails, to go through difficult things to have our hearts absolutely stretched by trial and by tribulation. 
We will each find ourselves in moments where we look to the heavens and say, O God, where art thou? And where is thy pavilion that covereth thy hiding place? It's so easy in those moments of trial and hardship and difficulty to wonder where God is, to wonder why he isn't helping, to wonder if God was a merciful God who loved his children, why would he let bad things happen? That is a classic question that is asked so often of believers. But my friends, it's my testimony that our Father in heaven who is trying to teach us, who's trying to grow us, who is trying to mold us into becoming more like him, is not concerned with our ease or our comfort, but that all-knowing and all-loving Father in heaven understands perfectly that growth and change don't come through comfort, they come through hardship. President Benson once said, It is not on the pinnacle of success and ease where men and women grow the most. It is often down in the valley of heartache and disappointment where men and women grow into strong characters. My friends, if we are going through something difficult, and if we are wondering why, and if we are wondering where God is, let's not forget that difficult things are the price that we pay for a mortal experience. Our mortal experience is centered around our growth. And for us to have this mortal experience, we have to be willing to experience all of mortality. Elder Maxwell once said, One's life cannot be both faith-filled and stress-free. How can you and I expect to glide naively through life, as if to say, Lord, give me experience, but not grief, not sorrow, not pain, not opposition, not betrayal, and certainly not to be forsaken. Keep from me, Lord, all those experiences which made thee what thou art. Then let me come and dwell with thee and fully share thy joy. My friends, we have to be willing to pass through the sorrow, the pain, the grief, the opposition, the betrayals, in order to begin to truly learn of Christ, to begin to truly learn of Gethsemane, because that truly is what Gethsemane was all about. Yes, the Savior experienced our sins and our guilts so that we could repent and have that wiped away, but he also experienced the betrayal, the sorrow, the grief, the hardships. He experienced our liberty jails so that he could understand us perfectly and know how to run to us, know how to best help us, know how to best succor us and to lift us up. Elder Holland once said, If you wonder if there isn't an easier way, you should remember that you are not the first one to ask that. Someone a lot greater and a lot grander asked a long time ago if there wasn't an easier way. The only way to salvation is through Gethsemane and on to Calvary. The only way to eternity is through him, the way, the truth, and the life. My friends, if we are to emulate him, if we are to be like him, if we are to be changed, then perhaps you and I have to take a step or two into Gethsemane at times. Now, I am not saying that our experience will be anything like what the Savior suffered, but perhaps part of this mortal experience is for us to just take that step or two into that hardship so that through those experiences, through that difficulty, through our personal liberty jails, 
our Father in Heaven could teach us and mold us and make us more. That is part of what it means to be a follower of Christ. Elder Holland said in his last general conference talk, Brothers and sisters, I pray we will succeed where the rich young man failed, that we will take up the cross of Christ, however demanding it may be, regardless of the issue and regardless of the cost. I bear witness that when we pledge to follow him, the path will, one way or another, pass by way of a crown of thorns and a stark Roman cross. My friends, it's that step or two into Gethsemane. It's our own personal Liberty Jail moments that is the price that we pay for this mortal experience. Because after all, the Son of Man hath descended below it all. And as the Lord told Joseph Smith, Art thou greater than he? Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.